And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. Today's guest is Lindsay Jewell. Lindsay had a near-death experience in January where she went to another planet, and now we're going to learn about it. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me today, and welcome. Thank you. All right, so actually you've had more than one NDE, but let's start with the one that happened in January. Okay. So in um, January of this year, um, went through a really hard time. Um, and um, let me just say I'm a very spiritual person. Um, and um, I was in a very dark time, uh, very not so healthy relationship, um, decided to take a, um, full syringe of, of heroin, um, did not want to be here anymore. And, um, pretty sure it was laced with fentanyl, but, um, I'm normally, I'm not a intravenous user. Um, so when I, when I did that shot of heroin, um, it was automatically, I knew where I was going. That was the crazy thing. It's like, I knew where I was going and it, it happened so quick. I'm, I'm somewhere else. It, it, I'm going to go with the word plan because it was, it was a planet. It, it um, had green, there was like beautiful green grass. It didn't look like you know, with cities or anything, but there was like a wall structure frame around the grass. Um, I could see, I was still me, my personality, everything about me was still me. And as far as body wise, it was almost like little pixelated dots of me, but I did not care. Um, There was a man there in a I think the word is, it's like a toga. It reminds me of a toga, like a brown dress-like outfit, but for men from a long time ago. And he had a purple sash. He had a shaved head and he had like a clipboard, which is now why I think pretty actually know, like I'm on here, on like I'm a contract. They call them soul contracts. I remember saying to him, and I call him Bob, not that I know that his, that is his name. And I, I swear he laughs at me like, I'm not Bob. But um, I said, don't you say it. Don't you say it. And he looked down at this, I swear, like clipboard um, with writing on it and said, Lindsay, you have to go back. And I was pissed. Honestly, I was pissed. Um, quickly, I was back in my body, but I was on the floor and there was vomit everywhere. Um, so I know I did a, you know, pretty good number. And I was, I was terrified when I came back, just absolutely terrified is the only way I can describe it. Um, I didn't want to be here in the land of pain, (laughs) you know, um, you know, ever since that experience, even though it was a dark time, um, when it's not your time, which way do you go? You can only go up from there. Um, a lot of um, learning, you know, um, but um, it's now gotten me sober <laughs> and out of a very um, not so healthy marriage. And um, it has really led me um I think a lot of, well, anyways, I think a lot of people who have these experiences find out, like, afterwards that everything happens for a reason and everything kind of connects these dots. It's really bizarre. Like, the way I came across um, the owner of that uh, spiritual plane store in Grand Island, I came across Keith. Like, it's just so weird the way the events, these events happen. And, um I really believe that my, I don't, I don't know if we want to use the word purpose or whatever, but I have to tell my story. I have a lot of story and um, 
ever since that experience, I can hear my guides. I, I call them guides a lot more. Um, coming across a medium in the midst of after that experience, maybe like six months after that experience, because I was really, that one was really interesting to actually have met these uh, beings or a bean actually. Um, you have a lot of questions. <laughs> I do. And I was waiting for you to finish. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's going to say this in the chat. And, and so I just want to kind of get this out in the open. Some person's probably going to say, well, you are just having a heroin trip or whatever. That wasn't an NDE. I've never done heroin. So I don't, I can't say, you know, I don't know, but can you tell us like, what you experience is totally different from just doing heroin? I have never heard of a heroin trip. Well, I just made that up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'm yeah. not sure what you would call that an experience or whatever. Yeah, no. Um, heroin is, um, you can you can smoke it, you can snort it. And most people know of IV use, you know. But when you IV use, you just usually fade out and conk out. You don't, there's nothing in between there. Um, and obviously most of the time they end up in ODs anyway, mm. you know, um, I've never heard, I, I mean, I've heard stories of the psychedelic drugs mm. that do something. And I do believe that I do believe that there are some drugs that can psychedelically like take you to places that normally you wouldn't go to, I guess, but heroin is not one of those. That is a suppressant oh. It's not something that, um, does some wacky stuff with the brain like that. Wouldn't I mean, it pain med pretty much. <laughs> it doesn't make you hallucinate. No, 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 no. When you were at that planet, what about that planet made it seem different from Earth? It was um, peaceful. Like there wasn't, oh God, there wasn't like structures, like at least I didn't go into that place that far obviously but um there wasn't cities or tons of people or anything like that it was just very like um uh like i said i just remember seeing uh I don't know, how can i put i wish i could draw for you but um a bunch of green green grass um like a stone wall structure around that and um God, I believe there were some trees too, but just something like at the beginning, maybe of time before we had buildings and all this kind of stuff. Mm. So it was just really like a new planet, a basic planet. I, I've never, you know, my experience before, I'd never been to another planet. So, mm. um, and I don't know, it could be a star, it could be, I, I, I don't know all those answers. Mm -hmm. Maybe you just had like a knowingness, like this is some place that's probably kind of uninhabited, like a fresh planet, and you felt like, oh, this is not Earth. This is somewhere else. It was home is what I, it's, I don't know how to describe that, except I went home. Mm. And I have heard some other experiences of like that. You just knew you were going home, except my home didn't involve this tunnel of light, and, and I was just home you said it was peaceful there did you feel like a lot of love there as well i felt like um i was it was me that was a little upset because i knew he was gonna this person was gonna tell me to go back um i wanted to stay there mm. um i knew that's where i belonged or that's where i was from that was a knowingness inside of me and I did not want to leave. Hmm. But um, so as far as love and, you know, I guess, yes. Like I knew that was my home hmm. and I wanted to stay there. <laughs> Are you sober now because of this experience? Like something in within you changed after this experience and made you decide to get sober? Um, I was sober previously when we talk about the last or the previous experience um this experience opened my eyes to um i think my learning experience was very unhealthy relationships um you know um 
it's just a lot of healing, a lot of healing and um, change of perspectives and thoughts. And, um, you know, as I heal more, it, it really, okay, it really helped me to, like I said, I realized that I hadn't healed from a lot of trauma. Mm-hmm. I thought I did. I just got so used to it. I just threw it over my shoulder and said, I got this. You know, I'm an ex, um, I also served in the army. Um, and you learn to just become strong and think that you are, you can endure all this pain. The truth was, um, this relationship that I had brought out a a lot of pain. And I realized that I had never healed fully from a long line of, of trauma. Hmm. So, um, also I feel, um, that these, uh, beings, um, as a medium, like there's a medium called her name, Christy Peterson, and she's had contact with ETs. And she said they're called council, which isn't the first time I've heard that term in my previous, um, experience. I heard the word council. Like I said, I don't know everything about all of this. When I hear other people's stories, it helps fit pieces of the puzzles, you know, together. Do you feel like Bob was humanoid or maybe some other Um, race or being? He looked human to me. Um, The um, Christy Peterson says that these beans will come into the form of that's most comforting to you. Now I can't tell you where I came up with the purple sash, which trips me out is, yeah, I grew up Catholic and a lot of these, a lot of people I run into with the spiritual, they, they were also grew up Catholic. Um, I do remember purple sash being mentioned in the Bible. Um, what's interesting is Kenneth's story. One of the bean, uh, one of the beans that he met that he calls mother also wore the same outfit. I don't mm. think he mentioned purple sash, but the brown toga tunic looking thing, which mm. is really interesting. And you also said, I think that Bob had sapphire blue eyes. Um, no, Bob didn't. Um, in the previous experience that I went through, like a spiritual awakening and, and all that stuff, um, I have encountered what I'll say are angels. And I don't think they care what labels we give them. Mm. I find that in every um, religion or book, you know, there's always seven, seven archangels or seven this or two at the beginning. And it just, these entities are just different stories, different versions, you know? So it's whatever our helps us, um, whatever we want to see them as that it comforts us, you know, um, I think they come in that form. Just to let people know, she met Ken Lett, I believe yesterday and A lot of you guys watching will know that I've had Ken Led on twice. So um, it's great that he got us in touch with each other. And now I have her today. Do you feel like you've changed in any other way after this experience? I feel like my path, I guess, um, is way more different than what I thought, like a more spiritual path of... um, like, I, I don't want to be around anything that's red flags, toxic, anything, I guess they say is they, that doesn't serve you. I just want to be around the spiritual thing. It's like an addiction for me. That is kind of the only term I can use for it. That's what helps me. So you're saying the addiction is the spiritual or bad relationships? <laughs> the spiritual. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think my last lesson to learn was that um, I have a lot more worth, you know, um, relationships is a, is a very um, hard thing to learn for some of us. You mentioned that you grew up Catholic. Where are you on religion now? Um, Too bad you can't see my tattoos. I have, I have Shiva, Krishna, chakras, Anubis, the flower of life. I believe that, they all teach the message of the golden rule, be a good person, be kind to others and love yourself 
and know yourself, I think is the key point to all of this. When you finally ask who you are and if you are lucky enough to get to know who you really are. And for some people who are biased on, on the drugs and all that, I think addicts are one of the most beautiful people when they really recover because they're one, at least one group that I've came across that actually get to know themselves. And it is the most beautiful thing. They're very honest with themselves and end up learning to love themselves. And um, even out of that process, if anybody knows the 12 steps or any of that comes a spiritual awakening, hmm. it's actually, and even out of PTSD trauma and all that, amazing. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that first experience. Can we go on? Well, I don't know why I called up your first. Actually, it was your second. But can we move on to your first one? Yes. So um, the end of 2014 um, had a very traumatic event occur and um, was going um, on my way to... um, the emergency room um, for something that happened and um, just kind of lost it for humanity. What I'd seen in humanity is um, since a child is, is there's a lot of dark out there. (laughs) There is. And I don't know till this day if people are mostly good or bad. I I don't know. I'm learning. Um, But as my friend was driving me to the hospital, um, when she was my best friend, um, she uh, was turning around the vehicle um, because her husband was mad that she didn't say goodbye to him. And I I told her that, um, Sherry, your friend just went through really, really, um, and I don't want to say, you know, really traumatic traumatic event and we need to get to the hospital and I said f you and f everybody else on this planet I looked behind me to make sure a car wasn't behind me but as we were driving I opened the door and bolted out the door um I did lose consciousness she thought I was dead from what she told me um all I remember is the ambulance coming and um I said, I wasn't trying to kill myself. Um, I had a really bad thing happen to me. I'm just trying to get to the hospital. And the ambulance, uh, the paramedics were like really nice to me, put their arm around me and then put me in a neck brace. I'm like, why are they doing this? Like, I really didn't know that I had hit concrete, like the pavement, the concrete, like the, on the sidewalk. Um, until we got into the ER room and I said, I need to call my parents. I need to call my parents. And, um, when the doctor gave me the phone and um, I talked to my mom Well, I then passed the phone to him and he said, this is a neurologist. And I'm like, neurologist? Like, why do I have a neurologist in here? And he said, your daughter jumped out of a car. She's busted the back of her skull. There is um, bleeding. We're going to make sure to see if it's, you know, with CAT scans and stuff, if it is um, any worse and then we'll have to do surgery if so, but I didn't need to get surgery. Um, I don't know how long I lost consciousness. It was really weird. It was like, I didn't even know anything happened. Like I was fine. I, like I said, I didn't even know I had cracked my skull in the back. Um, so during that time, I didn't um, see anything. But things changed a year later after that, and um, meaning very weird occurrences uh, happened, and um, it was it was um, it's like the end of 2015. I was uh, experiencing um, a deja vu, like a dream I had years ago that made no sense that started playing out in front of me. It was bizarre. Things that I would think about, it could be something just like an old movie that hadn't played on for years and just pops on. Coming across just strange characters in my life. Um, It was like I knew I was at the right place, right moment, right time. Something kept telling me to wake up, wake up, wake up. And, um, it was bizarre. And I had this knowingness inside me that 
I was going to start healing, healing and um, just, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, it was like something I knew inside me, like, um, and I've also came in, uh, came across, um, uh, and it sounds so, it's so still so hard to say this story because of just judgment, I guess, um, especially when you've seen uh, anything extraterrestrial. Um, I, uh, I came across, so like, and I'm trying to, it's such a hard story to tell. So, um, Kent was describing in his story, he was in this void, kind of void. I don't know if you remember. Um, and he saw these very dark things that would never accept love, except or ever accept the light. Now, I experienced that, but on the earthly planes, it was um, something was showing me. Um, I think the word I can use is, um, what is it? They say the veil. The word is like to see beyond the veil. I saw um, four different types of eyes and, and um, there was these eyes that had this gold like Egyptian U in them. I knew these were, I'll call them the good entities. There was one with pure red eyes and I thought that was like the devil. That's what I grew up to know. It was red devil. And then there was people with all black eyes and that is what I could say is a lost soul. Now those two groups work to actually work together to help um, the lost souls. There's also another kind of uh, the eyes I saw that were yellow and I only resonated that with what I call demons. What was interesting is when I heard Ken's story, he talked about the same eyes that had the reptile slit in it. And that's what tripped me out, except he experienced that on a different plane. So um, uh, I've experienced that here through people, um, I guess, on Earth. These um, beings can, we're like a, I, I call it like a telephone system. These beings can go through us. They, they're, there's like a parasite. Um, there is a darkness beyond this darkness of what I can call the devil or the bad one. I, I don't know. There is a darkness darker than that. And it is a parasite to people, a parasite to people who are lost within themselves that are dark, add drugs onto that too. And they love it, you know? So those things do exist. Um, souls exist, you know, um, something was showing me just how things actually happen that we don't see um i also uh have experienced celestial beings they look just like people i think they're curious entities here that just they look like people and they look like they're just doing regular people stuff and um but they're not from here <laughs> and um it is, like I said, it's very hard to have um, experiences like that. I think you're losing your mind. Um, but um, I will send you one of these crazy pictures that I have that I took during these experiences. Um, the moon looked absolutely weird to me, right? And I remember I was driving, if anybody's familiar with Power Springs, there's a little town called Falcon outside of there. And... Um, pitch black I said the moon looks really weird and I took a picture of the moon and then you can see these triangles around it and all these weird little light beams or something and then you see this little face with these green eyes is absolutely amazing and um at one time I remember looking up at the moon and this was like July of 2016 um when I actually have these pictures and I crap you not I saw the moon I was like the moon looks really weird and then this thing just shot off it just shot off into like I don't know into space and um when you see these things you get really curious and I um have watched Gaia TV and um somebody on there has talked about 
the moon actually be in this like spacecraft that orbits Earth and protects us. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but um, that was interesting, you know. Mm. And um, I have, um, during that experience, I remember being at my brother's house in Falcon, Colorado, and um, I was seeing people's eyes very differently. It was very overwhelming. Um, could also hear like messages like nothing else. Like, I, I don't know how to describe it like things talking through people um my own son and his friends said I'm your rod and staff you know that tripped me on they were just little boys you know not playing a god or anything it was just it was just during the time I was going through this hardcore experience and um so anyways I remember being at my brother's and I was with a friend and his eyes turned like this pitch black and I it was nighttime and I went out to my car and sat in the driver's seat. And my friend got into the passenger seat and I saw these, it looked like these led rays of light come like right down on him. He starts doing this weird stuff with his hands like this. And he goes, if I tell you to go in a portal with me, do it. He goes, no, don't. He says, it's you. They want it's your heart. And when he looked over, like his eye was all the way over here. It was petrifying, and I almost thought like these beans want to dissect me. That's what I was. I was freaked out. Um, another interesting fact is my father actually works top secret, um, does top secret stuff for. Um, he's a senior software engineer. Never has told us anything about what he does. He works um, now on the military post in Colorado Springs, and. Um, I found out that he, I didn't even know this as a child, like uh, had to sign a contract that he can never disclose anything he does. So when I tell him these experiences, he goes, you know, he told me like, he believes me, <laughs> you know, and um, just, it's, um, it's hard to go through these experiences. It's, it's absolutely wonderful. Um, also during that time frame, it was the weirdest thing ever. I would, um, it could be in the middle of the night. I'd walk into a store. It was totally empty. And these seven, seven people, seven, always seven people would, would show up. There could be nothing, no one. And they look like something from a sideshow freak show. I mean, I don't know how to, like a very tall person, like a midget. I mean, it was all. But um, I've heard the word protectors also. So I know these beings protect me. Um, so kind of um, that's in a nutshell of that story. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more in depth, <laughs> but do I know you, we have time frame. <laughs> do you think that something happened to you after your first NDE that made you start having all these experiences? I feel like something reset in my brain. I was able to think positive. I was never positive. I was miss in my doom and gloom. I hated myself. I hated life. Um, something helped me start moving forwards, like healing. There was even colors like that. I never liked that. I started liking, and I've read stories of people with head injuries that now they all of a sudden they can do music and they're become creative something changed and I believe that I was meant to do that as weird as it sounds because it reset something in me I don't even write the same the way I write and the way my words were being spoken was totally different like it was a new me it mm. was so and I I'm still that way mm. it, well, something changed yes yes so um yeah, and there was a there's a lot more experiences in there. I would see symbols. Um, mm -hmm. I'm really tied to Egyptian, um, meaning I I don't have a, a certain belief system. I believe in love and compassion. I believe, like I said, treating people the way you want to be treated. I do believe that we need to heal ourselves um, and love ourselves which is what my mom always preached down my throat. And I was like, you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. But that is 
a major part. And the more you heal, the more you become connected to this universe. I really believe that. And a lot of us are that have had any of these experience, whether it's supernatural or near death, all are preaching. Not I don't want to have, you know, saying the same thing. You have to heal you. You have to love you, you know, and, um, you know, chakras come into play. Um, balancing yourself. It's very interesting to me, no matter what the experience, it, the outcome is kind of the same. It's a healing and loving experience. Do you think that when people are using drugs or alcohol, it makes them more susceptible to be taken over by beings or demons or entities? I think I always put it this way. You have to know where your heart is at. Um, I've seen people that already were in a dark spot, meaning want to project hate out onto others, right? Add drugs onto that and alcohol. Then um, I think these parasites entities love that and they make it more, they make these people, they're like, they puppet them. I have watched it. It reminds me of, of people being puppeted by something else. They become straight evil do things that they probably normally never would do we all know that about drugs okay but there are some people who can do who have done or can do drugs and don't change their personality meaning they don't go rob and steal and do these bad things and i believe it matters where your heart is at and where your heart and soul are at i mean mm-hmm. maybe the drugs and or alcohol amplify who who you already are Yes. And I do believe that that some drugs can take people to spiritual places when maybe they're not meant to see it to um, LSD, methamphetamine, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when you saw like the beings, like the ones with the red eyes and the yellow eyes, what was going on at the time? Were you, was that in a dream or, or what were you doing in, in the physical world that you just happened to start seeing these beings? So... Um, that started, so I was 33 when um, I ended up getting into trouble. So I was actually in jail. So that's where it sounds great. But um, that is where I started asking what the hell happened to my life. You know, I had a bachelor's degree. I was in the army. I'd done everything the world told me to do. What had happened to my life, you know? Um, that is the first time I was alone with myself away from the world. You know, a lot of people don't know that experience because we're always caught up in, in the world. Be in a jail cell by yourself and not have anybody to talk to. Um, that is where I, I also reached out to, I said, Buddha, Krishna, God, Jesus, whoever is up there, please help me. You know, um, I came across a a medium in there. Um, not everybody's in jail is just always bad. They're on there, you know. We just all have our experiences. But um, I remember her telling me, girl, the devil's been trying to kill you since you were a little girl. And I was like, yeah, well, I figured that. And she said, um, do this with me. Say the blood of Christ, the blood of Christ, the blood of Christ. Now, I know about the Holy Spirit, okay? I know all that. I have never felt what I felt during that instance. And I felt my body get hot and sweaty. And um, I remember her saying, do not fear what you're about to see. And I remember going to like a church group in jail. A lot of people pass their time by doing stuff. It gets so boring and incarcerated. And um, I saw this like black shadow, um, like out of my peripheral go into this lady who was in the church group and she started acting all irate, like all out of whack. And they end up trying to, they're casting out the devil at the end of the church thing. I, I can't remember what religion it was. Maybe is it Pentecost, Episcopalian. I'm not sure where they do things like that. Thought I'd give it a try, you know, but yeah, I saw this shadow figure and it go into this female and, Like I said, they were casting out the devil at the end. And so I knew I wasn't tripping out there. It was confirmation. Um, 
so when the woman said, do not fear what you're about to see, right? Easter was coming up. That's another big significance in my story. I, I don't know. But um, to pass time in jail, uh, a lot of people who have been there know how boring it is. And you want to volunteer. So I worked for the laundry is the only job I can get. And um, when I came back from that laundry shift, it was midnight and it just hit Easter, right? And as I was showering, <laughs> ironically enough, I saw these big, beautiful blue angel wings appear behind me or wings, wings. I'm going to say angel because that's the only thing. They were beautiful blue wings. And then the next day is when I saw all the different eyes change in people, mm. in people. So it wasn't like a dream. It was just like seeing you. Um, now, when I got out of jail and only spent like, I think maybe a month and a half to two months in jail, um, I thought, I said, if I get out and this stuff is still going on, I am not losing my mind. And it, it was still going on. Um, I felt spirits touch me. It was creepy. It was bizarre. Um, and even going to like, um, like an NA meeting, um, I remember seen a group I mean obviously there was a group of people there and this old there was an old lady there and her eyes had the red in them it was just bizarre to sit there and know or how do I describe it like you think some people are really good but really they have a very darkness in them but I was able to see it. So. Do you still see stuff like that today or no? I don't see, I don't see it as visual. No, but I um, definitely can hear messages um, more to me. You know, like I have heard when I hear confirmations of things um, like write a book, write a book, write a book. You know, I know that's right. A book. Um, I do see the number sequences, which a lot of people experience for some reason, the two, 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 one, one, one. So numbers play a big part and their confirmation to me of that. I'm at the right place, right time, right moment. Like I'm right where I need to be. Like, you know, unless they're binary code and I've missed that message. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like you've really turned your life around. Can yeah. you give, um, can you give any advice to people that have been in situations like yours, how to turn their life around? I believe we all have guides. Um, and I would say the more you open your eyes and become aware of um, things above you, you can see the signs that guide you to places. Um, I do believe that you have to heal whatever, whatever that means to you, whether that's therapy, EMDR, or your own personal things, you have to heal yourself. You have to go deep down inside and you have to let that ego go. A lot of people tell you that that ego tells you bull crap. Your true self tells you only positive things and you have to let that ego die. You know, I really think, in order to grow, we have to kind of fall and have some sort of event that'll build us back up. I do believe that. Was your experience just as real as reality here or even more real where you feel like this reality is a dream and that was the real reality? You know what? It, it really did feel just, it felt as real as here. The only thing different is that time is different there what feels like 30 minutes up there is like two seconds down here that's what's weird hmm. but um yeah it felt just as real except this place has more emotions to it meaning the ones you don't really care for you know the insecurities or just overanalyzing um up there it's just straight calmness and peace you know down here it's just more fast-paced has the memory of that experience of the one in january has that faded like a dream no. or is it still real today as it was the day it happened 
it is still as real as today. And I have learned to connect with my guides a lot more. Um, like I said, what's, what's crazy after this experience, this one, I feel like my life is really connecting the dots. It, it is, it is as simple as taking a friend down to Grand Island. And then I come across the owner of Spiritual Plains, who then opens a new pathway to finding more answers for my experience. I come in to meet um, Kenneth. I mean, it's just, you know, I want to, I would love to write a book. And I didn't even know the, I don't even know the first thing about writing a book, but all of a sudden the mentors are right there to guide me mm. just by chance. It's not just by chance. Like my, I feel the more I heal, the more I work through, um, you know, all the stuff that happened to me in the past or whatever, the more it is like I am guided with just, I don't even have to overthink it. Mm -hmm. Something guides me to where I need to be. Mm. It has set up that path for me. It's absolutely amazing. And the more that I look back on my life, even when I was in my depression and all of that, I see that something has always protected me and set me up to heal. So I feel like I was meant to go on this really horrific mission, but um, my passion in my heart has always been to help others. And um, whether that means I can help them through treatment centers or, you know, centers or just tell my story, you know, it is not about gain. If I can help one person know that they can overcome these things they're not alone that is what i feel like i am meant to do now i remember when you said that you were with bob and he had a contract yeah do you think you can remember any specifics about your contract no like i didn't what you're supposed to do here i didn't get to see my contract um i wish i wish i did now subconsciously is what's interesting is I wrote down like a on a just like a um, a dry erase board of mine like a mental to do list and um, when I read those things I feel like they are part of my contract it says never lose yourself again break old patterns um, get through the maze and um, I feel like subconsciously those are part of my contract. And I say that because, interesting enough, um, Tammy, the owner of Spiritual Plains, has an, has her own story. Um, a lot of people, these spiritual stories uh, or awakenings, also have addictive past or trauma. It's if you've if you've seen that, there's always a lot of trauma, and a lot of us felt very different from an early age. And drugs or alcohol helped feel like we could fit in more to this world. Um, so she came across a list that she had wrote 25 years ago. And um, when she had read it here, I think recently, she says, oh, my God, I feel like that was my soul contract because she's fulfilled all these things. You know, so I think, um, like I said, we can tune into that if we choose to. We are just so, I think our, our thoughts are so distorted from this world. This world has really messed up a lot of our heads, the way we view ourselves and everything, you know? Since you were on another planet, do you consider yourself a star seed? And if so, do you would think that this is your first time incarnating on Earth from that planet? I was told I am a star seed by um, the medium, Christy. Um, I, I do believe I am. I, I don't like labels so much because people take these labels and try to make a fad with it. Um, I don't believe anybody's better than anybody because they're a star seed or an indigo child or whatever, you know, we're just here on different missions and, and that that's to better or help others, you know, so they can get out of that darkness. Um, but yes, if, if, uh, you want to say the word star seed? Yeah, I, I believe that I came here and I, I don't believe this is my first time here. Since I was a child, I have been, I felt way more advanced 
Um, I felt like an unlicensed therapist where people would just come up to me since I was a child and tell me all their confessions. It has been that way since I was very young. I have been through, like I said, a lot of trauma, but I use that as love and compassion. I don't want anybody else to ever feel the way I did alone or in any of the situations that I've been through, you know? So, um, yeah, I watch out for a lot of the labels. Uh, we, a lot of us get tied into those. Um, I like to say, um, I, I do believe this is my last incarnation here. That's good. And I think we just grow wisdom from here. Sometimes we just here to learn. I think it's good that you came back because some people I have spoken with say that if you unlife yourself, then you're forced to come back and do it again. Yes. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard the the law of one. I do really believe that. Um, um, somebody got in contact in, I think, like early 70s or 80s um, with a consciousness called raw. Mm -hmm. And um, weirdly in that story are things that my soul used to say, like I ignite this a spark within people. I mean, just it, it was just weird. And they don't, nobody talks about that book a lot. And it's not a book. It was a collective energy and, you know, the notes. Um, I do really believe in that stuff. Um, I think we get caught up, like, like I said, in the labels, <clears throat> I do, you know, believe in the tarot and astrology and all of that. But once again, um, I think it's about perspective too. If we're looking for things, we have to watch out. Like if we listen to tarot and it says something negative, then we'll be stuck in that negative mind frame. Or if I think I'm a star seed and I, these are my beliefs, sometimes we, that ego can still come out. And we're like, no, the belief system, my belief system's right. You know, so we got to watch out for that. You know, people believe in manifestation. I believe in that too, you know, but we all have to, I think, understand that no matter what our beliefs are, it's for a higher good, you know, nobody's better because they're, like I said, a star seed, a indigo. Um, we're all here in this together, you know. Well, it sounded like earlier that you have some sort of natural attraction to Egyptian. Things. Yeah, I've always had a tie to it since I was um, very young. And um, in one of those, in that very spiritual, very, oh my God, very visual experience I went through, I when I heard messages really, really, really um, loud and clear, I heard I was a Syrian, um, uh, supposedly, and I do, my guides are what are they? I can't even pronounce right. Pledarians, Pledians, and oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. And now one of my guides names, um, and I, you know, it's hard because you think your mind's making this thing up sometimes. Like, you know, do you want to meet your guides? And you're like, okay, I hear these names. And, and part of that, like brain is like, are you just making this up? I heard Lyra, right? Lyra and some ancient name, Dejane, and like one with an X-I-N-G, I can't even pronounce it. But when I looked up the meaning of those names and what these beings told me, like my guides, they were exactly what I, they said. One was abundance, one was protection, and the main one is a female who wears blue. And um, I've also heard of the, Lyr the Lyran race. Lyrans, Lyrans, Lyrans. See, I like I said, I'm not a professional on this, but <laughs> so I'm wondering now, like, she's my, the, you know, like, how did that come? That that was just like a week ago I found out about that, and I'm like, so maybe it's a collective energy I'm talking with. Hmm. And I, I catch caught if you would have caught me ten years ago, I would never know anything about synchronicities and vibrations and consciousness and all of that. And it is all a true thing, though. Like, and and a lot of these people that have had these spiritual awakenings, they are all about it, too. And there is something interesting about that. Hmm. And we all want to know more answers. And the more we share our experiences, the more somebody's story, it helps them. It is, it, I love it. Just like Kenneth sharing his story filled in some confirmations for me. You know, after this podcast is published, 
people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions or talk to you. Are you open to that? And if so, how do they reach out to you? What is your best answer for That's that? You. I, I mean, I a lot so, of people will a lot of people will answer, well, you can I'm on Facebook and this is my name or this is my email address or I don't think you have a website or anything like that. No, so. I am getting back into the social media thing. I had some bad experiences, you know, in my last relationship, but obviously the world of social media is where the connections happen. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, I can um I do have Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um so- they and can, they can message you there. Yeah, they can message me there or um, you have my email. I just started that email. So it's not flooded with all this, you know. <laughs> crap. Okay. Do you think that most people who try to end their lives end up in hell or a bad place? Or is that just a state of mind? I believe that um, that hell is a state of mind. I, I really do. Um, I also, you know, I I did commit suicide because uh, I don't even know how to term that. Um, I did not go to hell. And um, I do. I believe that hell is, is, is in our mind. And I don't want people to believe. I, I also don't want them to think they can go take their lives. But if somebody has lost someone and thinks that they're sitting in hell, I don't believe that there are beings out there that will help them, guide them to where they need to go out there. All right. Well, before we finish up, do you have one last positive message that you can share with everyone? I know it's true for myself is you really have to let that ego go. It's a very crazy experience. Know yourself, heal from anything, Get rid of those distorted thoughts that the world has embedded in in your head. Believe and know that you are perfect the way you are, you know, and love yourself. Know that you're not flawed. Like everybody is a beautiful person, you know, but I think I, I think it's all about healing yourself and loving yourself and knowing yourself. And the more you do that, the more you connect and get in touch with that supernatural stuff. All right. Thank you for that message. You're welcome. All right, Lindsay. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us today. I really appreciate you and I wish you the best. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. All right. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.